This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Twenty-first precinct, Sergeant Collins. Yes, ma'am. This is the police department. Stole your purse? Well, who? What's his name? Do you know him? You're in the muster room at the twenty-first precinct, the nerve center. A call is coming through. You will follow by transcription the action taken pursuant to that call from this minute until the final report is written in the 124 room at the 21st precinct. All right, I'll tell you what. You're right around the corner. Why don't you just walk into the station house? You can tell us all about it. That's right. You come in here. 21st precinct. It's just lines on the map of the city of New York. Most of the 173,000 people wedged into the nine-tenths of a square mile between Fifth Avenue and the East River wouldn't know if you asked them that they lived or worked in the 21st. Whether they know it or not, the security of their homes, their persons, and their property is the job of the men of the 21st precinct. The 21st, 160 patrolmen, 11 sergeants, and four lieutenants of whom I'm the boss. My name is Kennelly, Frank Kennelly. I'm captain in command of the 21st. It was 8.20 a.m. I had just turned out the platoon for the day tour and was in my office changing from my uniform, about to go off duty after having been on the job since 4 the previous afternoon. Come in. I'd like to see you a minute, Captain. Oh, come in, man. Well, what have you got? I don't know, really, Captain. Maybe just an idea. Yeah? Uh, you lent a girl 50 cents to get home last night? That's right. I saw the U.S. 61 this morning. Yeah, that's right. I had them take a complaint from her. She didn't know whether the man intended to steal her purse or whether she left it in his car by mistake. What about it? Well, from the way she described the car and the man, I think he's wanted for homicide and robbery in Philadelphia. He and the fellow he's with. Oh? Uh-huh. Just happened to see a wanted flyer yesterday. Everything fits like a glove. Well, her name and address is in the UF-61. You can send out and talk to her. I'm going to, Captain. Right away. While I finished changing, Lieutenant Matt King, the detective commander, used my telephone to call upstairs to the 21st squad. He instructed Detectives Louis DeLuca and Ralph Scanlon to come to my office immediately. We went into the lieutenant's room and found that Lieutenant Harry L. Snyder, the desk officer during the 12 to 8 tour, had not yet left the house. In my office, the detectives got such additional information as Lieutenant Snyder, who also had spoken to the girl, and I possessed. Then, as I left the station house, the two detectives started to drive to Brooklyn to seek her out. A half hour later, they parked their car on a busy street in the borough hall section and walked toward the entrance to a beauty parlor. It had started to rain. Every time I come to Brooklyn, it pours. That's because you're a giant fan. <laughs> they look a little bit busy. And this is where all the husband's money goes. That looks like the boss. Hmm. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Does the Miss Grace Burgess work here? Why, yes, she does, but she's not allowed callers during working hours. None of my operators are allowed callers during working hours. I make that a strict rule. We'd like to see her. We're police officers. Police officers? Oh, what's she got on? Well, she hasn't done anything. We just want to talk to her. Well, if you want to talk to her, she must have done something. We just want to talk to her. Do you really have to? Yes. Well, all right. Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, you, you can talk to him in my office. It's right over there. Now, now, please don't make any scene and disturb any of my customers. I have a high-class clientele. There won't be any trouble. Mm, well, I'll, I'll bring her right away. You think we were poisoned? Let's go in and wait, huh? <coughs> the 
This must be a nice business. Yeah, for the boss, I guess. I don't think the girls make too much. Some do all right with tips, I hear. You think this is going to amount to anything? Pretty thin. Well, you can't tell. It might be the right guy. Well, we'll see fast enough, I guess. Here she is. Go in, Grace. Good morning. Good morning. Now, don't keep her too long. Her book is full of appointments, and I'll have to take Mrs. Terry myself. No, we won't keep her long. Oh, uh, do you want me to stay uh, as a witness? I mean... No, no, thank you. That won't be necessary. Well, all right, if you say so. We're sorry to disturb you at work, Miss Burgess, but this may be important. Well, it's important. I guess it's all right. I'm Detective Ralph Scanlon. This is Louis DeLuca. How you do? This is from the 21st Squad in Manhattan. Oh, is it about what happened when I was there last night? In a way, yes. You see, that didn't seem very important. It's not important enough to bring you all the way over to Brooklyn. Well, it might have a connection with something important. Oh, you reported your purse was stolen last night. Now, would you mind telling us exactly how it happened? Well, I didn't say it was stolen exactly. I distinctly told the captain it might have been a mistake. Yeah, we know. Have you got a cigarette? She doesn't let us carry them in our uniform pockets. Oh, sure. Okay. Mike, I told the captain. Hey. I was in this bar last night by myself. Where? In Brooklyn. I know St. Adams. Miss Stella and I, he was alone, too. We started a little conversation. He told you his name was Carl. That's right, Carl. Carl Board. Well, we got to talking, and one thing led to another, and he asked me if I'd like to go to a party. Party with a whole lot of people. Well, he seemed like a nice enough boy, and I didn't have anything to do, so I said yes. Well, the party turned out to be in New York. Well, didn't that make any difference? Well, I didn't find out about it until we were on our way. It was a pretty night, and I didn't mind the ride. Anyway, we got to the party, and there were lots of people. Everybody's having a good time. Do you remember where the party was? Where in New York? Well, I don't know the street names or anything. I don't know much about New York. Up around there on the east side someplace. So, there were all these people, and we started to have a good time dancing and drinking. They had wonderful food, you know that? Real fancy stuff. Imported, they had champagne. The report said you left early. It wasn't really early, I guess, but it was first. I was having a good time like everybody else, and then this other fellow, this Bob or Rob or something. It was his apartment, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, he started to get stressed. He wouldn't let me alone, so I said to Carl, come on, take me home. Well, Carl wanted to stay and so forth, and anyway, I finally talked him into going. Well, we got in his car, but as soon as we left the house, he tried to talk me into going back. Finally, I said I didn't want to. So he stopped the car, and he practically kicked me out. Well, my purse was on the front seat. There was $14 and some change in it. I don't think he meant to steal it. How did you get to the police station? Well, I didn't have a cent of my name, and I was mad and wondering what to do, and finally I asked somebody where the police station was, and I walked over there and told them what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, the captain was very nice. He let me 50 cents, and I got the subway back to Brooklyn. Oh, I'd like to give you the 50 cents to pay back the captain. That was very nice of him. I was going to mail it today, but you can give it back for me, will you? Oh, sure. But I don't understand why I had to come all the way to Brooklyn after all was only $14. $14 means a lot to me, but it wasn't a big crime. I don't even know if Carl meant to take it. I don't think he did. Well, all complaints on theft come to the detectives, and we saw your complaint this morning. We've been looking a long time for two fellows like that. Yeah, Carl Bourne? Uh, no, this is Carl Brighter, but he answers the description you gave, and he drives the same kind of car. With the green body and the black top? Yeah, that's right. Is uh, this a picture of him? Yeah, that's him. Gee, he's a criminal. I didn't know it, honest. No way you could have known him. Show the other picture, Ralph. Yeah. Nice looking boy. You recognize uh, this one? That's the one that tried to get Ralph 
talk with me. Get robbed. Or Bob or something. Which is the problem we were at. His name is Rick Nayland. Hmm. Almost got mixed up with some crowd, didn't I? What'd they do? What are they? The two of them are wanted in Philadelphia. They stuck up a payroll messenger, shot and killed him. Hmm. Now, uh, you think you could remember where that building was? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I told you, I don't know New York very well. Uh, would you try to help us? Sure, if you want to. Now? If you can. It'll be awful sore. Well, we'll see if we can fix it with it. All right, you can fix it. <laughs> I don't know. Look at the trouble a girl can almost get in. All I want is to have a good time. Just to be a fun. How do you do? You make a date with a boy, you have to ask him for his fingerprints. You are listening to 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way police work in the world's largest city. Back to 21st Precinct and Captain Frank Kennelly. The two detectives telephoned to their commanding officer, Lieutenant Matt King, and passed on the information they had obtained from the beauty operator, Grace Burgess. They were instructed to bring the girl to New York and make a search for the apartment house where she had attended the party the previous night. They did this, and three hours later, at 1 p.m., they parked their car in front of the station house, walked through the muster room, and up the stairs to the 21st squad. All right, let's wait right here, Miss Burgess. What happens now? I'd like to know that much. We still want to see if we can find that apartment house. We tried, didn't we? I don't know what more good I can do. Oh, the lieutenant wants to talk to you. Oh. You want to see if he's busy, Lud? Yeah. Listen. What? I'm hungry. Don't you think we're entitled to lunch? I will get you lunch. Whitey, lieutenant tied up. No, he's all alone in there. Thanks. Lieutenant. Yes, sir. Now, we've got that Grace Burgess here. Did she locate the building for you? She hasn't any idea where it is. We rode around for two hours. Mm-hmm. Bring her in here. Yes, sir. Scanlon? Yeah. Okay. She's not much help at all. Right in there, Miss Burgess. Yeah. Come in, Miss Burgess. Thank you very much. Close the door, Scanlon. Yes, sir. This is Lieutenant King. Miss Grace Burgess. Hello. I'm sure. Sit down, please. Oh, thanks. I understand you weren't able to locate the house, Miss Burgess. It's too bad. Well, I tried. I can't say I didn't try. She tried, Lieutenant. Yes, sir. We rode every street between 57 and 79th and 5th Avenue of the River. Nothing, huh? Nothing. It's not my fault. I told you. I don't know New York. Did you locate the spot where she got out of the car? Well, we're only guessing about that, Lieutenant. She doesn't remember which way she walked to get to the station house. I don't remember. But you didn't ride very long from the apartment house before you did get out. No, it was only three or four blocks, maybe five. Listen, I'm getting very hungry. This is as bad a thing that those crooks, at least they fed me. They have plenty to eat. All right, we'll go out and get something to eat. And plenty to drink. Champagne, all kinds of fancy liquor, delicacies from all over the continent. Well, we don't do quite as well as thieves, Miss Burgess, but there's a nice spaghetti joint around the corner. That's where we're going if you want to come with us. Sure. All right. Now? Uh, Miss Burgess, what kind of fancy liquors do they have there, besides the champagne, I mean? No. Whiskey, the Scots whiskey from Scotland, and... Something from Sweden or someplace. Somebody said it could really knock you for a loop, so I didn't try any. Aquavit? Yeah, Aquavit. That's all this, this robber, Bob Jank. He said he needed anything else there, but he had just bottles of it. What have they got besides spaghetti in this place? Anything good? Anything you want? Well, that's nice. I had spaghetti last night. Think they might have a steak? They might. Well, 
I'm ready. You have a nice lunch, Miss Burgess. Then they'll take you back out to try to find that house. Do we have to? I think it'd be a good idea. The process of investigation is slow, painstaking, and often secret. Detectives must often rely upon others who have neither an appreciation nor an understanding of the importance of the information being sought. But fortunately for the police, most citizens are willing to give all the time and effort they can spare, whether or not they grasp the implications. In this case, Detective Scanlon and Delivery took the witness to lunch and then returned to the car. The weather had cleared some, and they slowly cruised the streets of the precinct. Across 62nd to the river, back on 63rd to 5th Avenue, 64th, 65th, and on that town. No, it's not on this block either. At least I don't think so. Ralph, what do you say we go back to the spot where we put her out of the car? Yeah, okay. I'm not even sure that's where he did that. I thought you decided it was. Yeah, but now I remember I walked a couple of blocks before he saw that fancy store. Which way, uptown or downtown? Which way is uptown? Yeah, I guess it don't make any difference. You don't have to get sorted. Some more of us in Brooklyn will try to help you out. No, we're not sorted. We're trying. We can't say I'm not trying. Oh, we can't. After all, I don't know New York, and it was dark then. I wasn't paying much attention where we were going. They expect me to pick out a house I've never been to on a street I've never been to after all. Hey, you want to try it again, Jake? Now, look, when you left the house, can't you recall how many blocks you drove before you turned left, like you said? No, I can't, really. Did I say we turned left? Yeah. Uh, do you remember the kind of building it was? Was it brick, brownstone, what? It wasn't Was there a street or was it a street-level entrance? I didn't notice. I could tell you all about the inside of the apartment. The living room was nice. And there was this lovely kitchen where they had the food and everything, all the bottles of champagne and the aqua beef, what do you call it? Well, there's no sense worrying about the inside until we find the outside. Well, I'm sorry. I can't remember. It's the first time I had champagne, you know. Maybe that's why I don't remember so well. I wouldn't be surprised. Are you insinuating? No, just speculating. Well, that's different. Does this block look familiar to you, Grace? No, not a bit familiar. Well... What do you say we take a turn up Lexington, Lund? Okay, go ahead. Well, I didn't know New York before. I'm sure going to know it now, don't you think? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at that either. The search for the apartment house continued all that afternoon and into the night. The detectives had no luck. In the meantime, Lieutenant King had taken other investigatory steps in an attempt to locate the two fugitives from Philadelphia who were thought to be someplace in the precinct. His immediate superior, Captain Robert Fleischer, detailed four detectives from the 6th Detective District to assist in the hunt. Two additional men from the Manhattan East Homicide Squad were sent to lend a hand. At the turnout of the platoons for the night tour at 4 p.m. and the late tour at midnight, the uniformed officers of the 21st were given descriptions of the fugitives and shown their photographs. If they were holed up in the precinct and showed their faces on the street, it was more than possible that any one of the 150 men who patrolled every inch of the streets might spot them. At 7.45 the next morning, I came into the muster room to report for duty for my day tour. I walked around behind the desk where Lieutenant Pope was on duty as desk officer and signed the blotter. Then I passed the telephone switchboard where Sergeant Collins was on the job. Uh, good morning, Captain. Sergeant? There's a few messages on your desk. Oh, good. Listen. Excuse me, Captain. Yeah, go ahead. 21st Precinct, Sergeant Collins. Yeah? All right. 
Yes, sir. We'll take care of it. Park Avenue and 68. Yes, sir. Thank you. That dog in the street, Park Avenue and 68, Captain. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, any trace of those two Philadelphia fugitives? There must not be. Lieutenant King asked us to keep giving the descriptions to the men. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll be in my office. Yes, sir. Morning, Matt. You talked to the man about those two fugitives this morning, hmm? Yes, Matt, sure. How are you doing with them? Yeah, not too good. The girl identifies the pictures of both of them. She's sure about them. Go ahead. Well, that's the only thing she is sure about. Had her out riding almost all day yesterday. She couldn't locate the building. She had no idea where it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have you got working on it? Well, she... May not be able to locate the house they're in, but we're pretty sure it's in the precinct. Mm-hmm. You're telling us about the party there, champagne, all kinds of fancy food and liquor. Seems that one of them, this Rick Nayland, has a taste for that Swedish liquor, aqua vite. Yeah? He had several bottles of it there, she said. Well, we know they were in Philadelphia before they got into the deal. They came to New York in a hurry. They certainly didn't carry that liquor with them, but they bought it here. Aqua vite? That stuff's not too common. No, sir. Well, I figured a liquor store might carry a bottle or two of it, but if somebody wants to order a cake for more, they'd have to get it special. That's good, man. Might amount to something. Better, Captain. So we've got... In another few minutes, I turned out the platoon for the day tour. The men were given detailed descriptions of the Philadelphia fugitives and marched out of the station house to take over their posts. I went into my office and started on the paperwork, the signing of reports and reading of communications. As soon as the licensed package stores began to open for the day's business, detectives assigned to the job resumed their canvas. In teams of two, they worked all day. No luck. Finally, at 5 p.m., Detectives Scanlon and DeLuca walked into a package store on 3rd Avenue near 73rd. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Would you like to look over our special? Have you got a few? I'm sorry. This other gentleman was first. Uh, where to get him? Oh. We're police officers. I'm Detective DeLuca. This is Detective Scanlon. What can I do for you? We're just checking up. We're looking for a fellow who might have bought a lot of aquavit, a case maybe. You sell a lot of this stuff? No, it could sit on the shelf for months. This is not an aquavit drinking country. Have you sold any recently? Me? Yeah. A bottle here, a bottle there. I mean by the case. To that fellow you're looking for? Yeah. No. Well, wait a minute. Just because I didn't sell it don't mean it hasn't been sold. The boss could have sold it. Is he in? No, I'm just here alone right now. Tomorrow morning he'll be in. He's out playing golf. Great golf enthusiast. What time will he be in? Well, he don't have to be in. If somebody wanted a case of aquavit, we wouldn't have it in stock. Not in this store. We'd have to order it in from the distributor. So the customer would leave his order and we'd write it down in this book. When the merchandise came in, we'd phone him to come get it. Well, um, can you look? That's what I'm fixing to do. You'll just have the patience. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Let's see, would it have been this week? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yo, one case. Helgerson's. Good brand. Imported. Let's see. One case at $69.25. The stuff ain't cheap. What name did he get? Let's see. Robert, uh, Newfield. 
and four patrolmen from the 21st Precinct. I stayed on the job to go along with Lieutenant King. The pass key to the apartment was obtained from the super, and at 4 a.m., all the men were given their various assignments. With Detectives DeLuca, Scanlon, and Howard, Lieutenant King and I walked toward the street entrance of the building. Stanley Nitz. Produced for CBS Radio by John Ives. Bob Pfeiffer speaking.